Welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. Today, we will be doing a review episode for the newest Disney animated feature film, Moana. I don't want to wait to get into it, so let's just jump right in. This is the second Disney animated film to come out this year after Zootopia, which opened up to a huge hugely positive response critics loved it it did real well at the box office fans loved it and I personally thought it was fantastic for me it was the best Disney film to come out Disney animated film that wasn't a Pixar film to come out since The Lion King which has a very special place in my heart and for a very long time this year Zootopia was my number one film overall. Uh, in a, a couple of weeks ago, Arrival edged out Zootopia, which is still has that asterisk next to it, like I mentioned in my review of Arrival. But I had heard whispers that, one, Moana was a great film. Two, it treats its characters and its subject and... Just the general atmosphere of the movie with a ton of respect. And three, that it has the best music, that it has better music than Frozen. And four, that it wasn't as good as Zootopia. So let me address those four things in that order. Um, One, it is a great movie. It is a great Disney, quote, chieftain's daughter movie, uh, akin to Pocahontas, Pocahontas in that aspect. So I totally agree with that assertion. I was smiling to myself the whole time, giggling to myself. It manages to have a couple of solid moments of where, you know, the sort of exuberance and jubilation that kind of permeate through the whole film take a back seat to let the emotional aspect of the narrative kind of flourish. Uh, you know, it, so there, there are definitely some, some downer scenes, but for the most part, it's a very cheery movie. You know, generally when you see... Generally, at Disney movies, even the happiest ones you know you still have Mufasa's death Bambi's mom dying uh you've got in Zootopia you have sort of the confrontation between um Judy Hops and oh the fox's name when he when she you know lets slip that he's a predator and like that brings back all these horrible memories for him and you know this movie doesn't quite have that it there's a touch of it a little bit but for the most part there isn't a terribly terribly tragic backstory 
you know, especially especially not for Moana. Now, Maui has a little bit of a tragic backstory, um, but compared to most Disney movies, it's not much at all. So yes, great film, a hundred percent. Number two, yes, it completely treats its characters with respect. Now, I am of the opinion that Rapunzel is the best Disney princess. And I haven't taken the time to kind of compare her with Moana yet, but if I kind of just voice those thoughts out really vaguely and quickly, Moana is beautiful. She is very headstrong and wants to do things her way. She is very capable and has more than enough ability to master anything I think that she puts her mind to. She's very powerful, uh, at least during the duration of the movie, while she is one with the sea for the most part. Um, I don't think that that power carries over after the movie based on the events that take place, but she's still, you know, even without the power of the sea, like some of the things she does in the movie are deemed impossible from coming from Maui, who is a demigod. So she's like proving a demigod wrong. Like how incredible is that? That's so amazing. You know, she can pretty much do anything. So, you know, they give, so she is a great character and, you know, she's not perfect. They don't make her too perfect. You know, she stumbles and falls. She's unsuccessful multiple times at sea. It's, you know, she makes the wrong decision at a very critical moment in the movie and pays for it. And the film manages to convey all these things without really diminishing her and pointing to her gender as being the problem, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, it's just about her personality traits, and that's what it should be. You know, and not and not and Maui, who is I guess the second lead of the movie, is a male, is a demigod, is magic, and also is very flawed. He's not perfect either. And while he comes to Moana's aid frequently throughout the movie, she comes to his aid just as much. And the two butt heads quite frequently, but they work together really well when they let themselves do so. So, uh, and then as far as the setting and sort of uh, Polynesian uh, authenticity, I felt, I didn't feel, and like, I'm not, like, I'm white, I don't presume to have a clear understanding of the culture that uh, Moana and her people are uh, based on, but from as best as I could tell, there weren't any stereotypical 
judgments happening. Um, you know, they weren't being portrayed negatively in a vein, in a way that plays on who they are and where they've come from. And I, I, I just think it, it did such a good job of putting this princess in the spotlight and connecting her fluidly to the people that she represents, um, people of color, people of, you know, I, of like island homes, you know, from Indonesia to Hawaii to, you know, anywhere, really. And I think that that's a great thing. That's, you know, it's, I think, I think Moana does a better job uh, with its princess than Princess and the Frog did with Tiana, insofar as I don't think that Princess and the the Frog, you know, Tiana is a good character, but they never really focus on or really, like, address the fact that she's black. And not that they need to, but I think that it would have been a better movie and a better message for the kids watching it if they had been able to tie her to that aspect of her identity in in a respectful and meaningful way, which I think doesn't really happen so yeah number two completely respects the characters the mythology the setting everything i believe that wholeheartedly uh number three the music let me say this i watched the movie started approximately 15 hours ago and ended approximately 13 hours ago I was home, so it's it's 10 in the morning right now, I was home at like 9.30pm last night, a little later than that, and I had to go, to go into work at 11, and between 9.30 and 11, I was able to acquire the bonus soundtrack to Moana, soundtrack to Moana, I was able to put the primary tracks on my phone. So the first, the deluxe edition comes with, you know, uh, Mancini, Mancina's, all of his scores, which I don't really have the taste for personally. You know, I was more interested in Lin-Manuel's songs and just all the songs that are in the movie which there are a good number, you know, it's not like Frozen where halfway through the movie it stops being a musical. You know, there are songs featured in the early steps of the movie, in the middle of the movie, and at the end of the movie. And I took my phone with me to, f- to work. I worked an eight-hour shift. I listened to the entire album 17 times roughly approximately it's it's breathtaking i i thought it was fantastic you know it's the first disney movie to really employ employ like lin-manuel's kind of staccato 
almost rap lyricism. And then uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock song, actually has rap, like legitimate rap in it. And like it works. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a gimmick you know it fits with the setting there's also a lot of hawaiian like not hawaiian like naturally polynesian music in the back like a lot of a couple of songs in polynesian the polynesian language and i i keep saying polynesian but i mean i guess technically it's more of just like a general pacific islander thing uh, so all right so a pacific islander and i don't know exactly what language it's in Moana language. Mm. Uh, i don't know Pacific Islander, whatever. Um, yeah, so music is fantastic. Great music. You've got a really good The Rock song, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Jermaine Clement has his own song, which I really enjoy. And then everything, every Moana song, uh, specifically the character, I thought is just beautiful. And... Um, she has a different, there's a different singing voice than, uh, than speaking voice for Moana. Because this, uh, so, so Moana's speaking voice is, is, um, Aoi Cravalho, who is perfect. She does such a good job. And she does the singing voice too, according to IMDb. I definitely saw somewhere that there was a different voice actress that does the singing voice, but apparently that's not the case. So, yeah. I mean, her voice is fantastic. And all the songs are just so great as well as the soundtrack that I have also has alternate versions of Dwayne Johnson's song and uh, Moana's like a re- initial first song performed by uh, Alicia Caro Alicia Cara and then the Lin-Manuel Miranda performs with I think Jordan Fisher on the rock song and those versions are also really good and they're very different and I just I love the album I love the songs in the movie so totally that checks out as well and then finally the fourth aspect uh, of it not being as good as Zootopia ah man you know as you know as perhaps you know, I don't know, like, Moana versus Rapunzel, or Moana versus any of the Disney princesses, you know, and Moana 
clearly makes the distinction in the movie that she's not a princess. She doesn't look like a princess. She doesn't act like the conventional version of what we think princesses are. She doesn't have a big flowing gown. You know, she's capable on her own. She's toned. She's like She looks like a person who could sail on their own, who could do all the things that she's doing. More so than any of the other previous female-led Disney movies. You know, more so than Mulan, who is capable, but doesn't have the appearance of being capable, unless she's dressed up as a guy. Or Pocahontas would probably be a decent comparison. Uh, But then you look at someone like Rapunzel, who, you know, a lot of her strength and and capable capabilities come from her mind and come from the magic in her so it's a complete kind of a, a much different aspect to that but M- moana is just such a good character for everyone to see and i think she, as a character, is better than any individual character in Zootopia. Yes. However, the overall message and themes of Zootopia, I think, are far superior to Moana. You know, a lot of Moana is predicated on, like, discovering who you are, being true to yourself, uh, and just kind of learning how to be okay with that definition you know it's you know you don't have to appease everybody you can go your own way and make things make make your life the way you want to make it and that's a great message you know that's definitely that's huge and i think it's going to resonate with a lot of people who go and see this movie they're going but it's also a message that Disney's kind of done before. Um, it's not terribly inventive as far as the theme goes. I think that kind of this kind of discrimination—not re—it's not really discrimination. It's just you know rebelling against your father. You know, like The Little Mermaid is part of that aspect you know the little mermaid wants to go on land and her dad doesn't want her to but she does anyway uh you know they hint at it in the lion king you know simba wants to go to the elephant graveyard dad doesn't want her to he does anyway and you know it's kind of those small moments in earlier films but expanded upon and and really delved into and that's great i love it for that but i think that the multitude and depth of Zootopia is just so much greater. You know, the, the racism, the sexism, the discrimination. Uh, you know, I think almost every single aspect in Zootopia, it, it hits some different social commentary. Like, even the idea of, like, Judy Hopps being... A police officer is is laughed upon because she's a bunny, because she's a girl, because she's so tiny, and she does it anyway. In the same way that Moana is treated, is like looked down upon as by her father for wanting to leave the island, and 
So she does it anyway. She she knows that she has to do the right thing, and that was what the right thing is, and that is being true to herself. She is a she is one with the ocean, and in the same way that Judy Hopps is a police officer, that's what she wants to do. That's what she enjoys doing, and that's the decision that she makes. So the question is: Is Moana as good as, better than, or worse than Zootopia, and I think it falls short. Now, you know there are a lot, a couple, definitely, definitely many aspects of the of the movie that are better than Zootopia's, but I think that Zootopia overall is a stronger, tighter movie. Mm, tighter, maybe not. Stronger movie. It has bigger themes that it explores in better ways so that's so that's Moana versus Zootopia um, some other things I wanted to touch on before we kind of dive into the spoilers part of this is the the special the, the animation oh my goodness some of it for the most part it's very just strong just very good but then there are some breathtaking scenes in this movie oh man particularly toward the end of the film it just looks gorgeous uh some of the best animation ever um certainly definitely a cut above finding nemo or finding dory and trolls for sure or storks um uh, i think my my memory is not perfect on on Zootopia you know I do remember being very impressed by Zootopia and all the different worlds and like that train ride in Zootopia is is beautiful I think that some of the scenes in Moana surpass that but yeah I mean oh it just looks gorgeous so beautiful um yeah so I think it's a great movie for everyone to see, it has a strong message and an incredible lead character. The voice acting is good, uh, you know, because it's really just Moana and Maui who star in the whole movie. Uh, I guess the next biggest speaking part is probably the grandmother, I would say. It's either the grandmother or the chieftain, but... Um, the grandma is voiced by Rachel House, and she gets billing ahead of the chieftain. So I, I think she would be the next biggest, but like her role is relatively tiny. Yeah, you know, and it's, you know, it's a Disney movie that doesn't have a romantic subplot. There's no love interest. There's never any implied love between love, uh, romantic feelings between. Moana and Maui, which is definitely appreciative. And, you know, she's just very capable. I, I could go on and on about how strong her character is. But I will leave you with that. I don't have... Let me see. If I, if I had to peg Moana as where I'm putting it on my list... Um, let me see here. I'm probably, I'm looking at like, 
it's really high. I have this is very tentative. I have to do a little bit more soul searching. You know, I have to really compare it to Kubo and the Two Strings uh, as another animated film that's also really gorgeous. Now that I remember, and see if the narrative structure and flaws in Kubo are significant enough that it lets pushes Mulan above it. So somewhere in the 90 to 95 range is where I'm going to rate this. So it is definitely in my top 10 right now and could still be there by the end of the year. We will see, uh, particularly on the high end of that, that range, the low end, it becomes a little bit more dicey. But yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. And... Um, that's that's the end of the spoiler-free Moana. So we're going to go into spoilers uh, in just a second, uh, just to be clear. All right. And... All right, that gives me... So, spoilers for Moana. Uh, there's, like, no villain in this movie. You know, there's no Scar, there's no Medusa, there's no Mother Goth- Gerthel, Gothel, Gerthel, there's no, um, you know, there's no overarching villain. You know, you can point to the the lava monster whose name escapes me, but not really. Like, he doesn't have any influence on the movie. He's just like an obstacle, really. Or you can look at Jermaine Clement's crab, Tatakoa. But he's also very much just like an obstacle. Like, there's no villain in this movie. It's just, like, I feel like Maui is more of a villain than anyone else. Like, he's constantly in Moana's way and making her take longer than is necessary to achieve what she needs to do. So, you know, there's that's interesting that it's just it's just like an adventure. It's not a conflict. It's just about returning the heart of the sea to its rightful spot and you know, Maui and Moana do their best to accomplish that goal. You know, you could even say like the chieftain is and part of the antagonist because like really the enemy is just identity is having to overcome who you are and what you believe yourself to be and identify identifying with yourself that's really the antagonist of this whole movie but there's no villain which is crazy i, I you know there's no cruella deville there's no um oh uh an Angelina Jolie movie <laughs> Maleficent and that's really interesting I really appreciate that actually because it doesn't you can have a movie without a villain and it's still powerful like cuz there aren't necessarily villains in real life it's just various obstacles that are in your way to get to get you where you're going. One of those obstacles, oh my goodness, 
is it's these like pirate guys who are where basically if Mad Max Fury Road had taken place on the water, this is how I what I expect to have been in um, in Morton Joe's rig, like this huge ass ship, and it like splits into multiple ships, and they're like. Oh, it just, it was incredible the way, like, I wish we could have spent a little bit more time with that, but I liked that it was just like obstacle overcome, obstacle overcome, obstacle overcome. You know, I liked that sequence of the movie and this one was really entertaining because it just like, it got more and more insane and ridiculous. Just all the different things were really fun, really fun. Uh, what else? There's Hey Hey, who is the animal companion of this movie, which is interesting because I thought it was going to be the pig when the movie started because the pig is capable of understanding things, but the pig is with her when she first goes out to sea and crashes and washes ashore and the pig is like, no, never again, no thank you. And so she leaves the pig, which makes total sense. That's exactly what would happen. But then Hey Hey stows away because he's absolutely an idiot. Like this chicken, oh my goodness. And I thought after the fifth or sixth time of him being an idiot that I'd go grow tired of it. But it didn't. I don't know how. I don't know if it was. I don't know. It just it's really well used throughout the movie. And it's not like a great animal companion, he literally is there as comic relief. I, I can't remember the chicken ever doing anything to advance the plot. But, yeah, I, I just, I thought it was fine. He was good. He was okay. You know, he's a decent animal companion for Moana, who doesn't get in the way of the plot so much and just kind of provides constant relief comic relief and yeah i was i was satisfied with it you, you know it was it was good enough insofar as you know you look at <clears throat> rapunzel's chameleon or um Elsa or Anna's uh, or like Anna's Olaf but Olaf talks isn't really an animal mm, I guess like mm, I guess yeah I guess you can't count Mushu either but Milan's horse or yeah I, I mean as far as animal companions go not the best one maybe the funniest one but definitely definitely a good animal just not a great animal i don't think um let me see uh the the idea that you know these are so like i i've read a, i read up a little and apparently the directors of the movie um which are uh Ron Clements and John Musker, who directed Moana, and I think they also directed Little Mermaid, 
and Aladdin as well, and maybe a few others. They did a ton of research for this movie. They were all over the Pacific Islands. They learned all the lore. They spoke with chieftains and historians and all these different people to learn the language, to learn the culture, to learn the history. And they discovered the story of Maui. And, you know, there's this period of time, really long time, where people in the Pacific Islands didn't really sail. They didn't, uh, they weren't wayfaring people at the time. And they thought, well, what if, and then at some point they became those types of people again. They, they went back out to the sea and they posed that maybe this is because of a, a young girl. Hence this story, because that's ultimately the consequence. And, you know, the... The, the story of Maui is one, is a tale told by most of the, a lot of these people. And it's fascinating, you know, he's like just listening to a song and all the things he claims to be responsible for are, it's like everything. It's pretty much everything. And which makes you re kind of wonder like, what did we do what, before Maui? <laughs> because... He clearly like gave us all the things that we know we have now so like I don't know what there was before him uh, you know which kind of makes you assume like he's kind of exaggerating a little he has to be and so they they delegate they relegated Maui to being his supporting character which I, I think is great you know a great choice um, anything that anything that led us toward creating Moana as a character, I think, is a service to the fans. But they, the, the, yeah, so like the, the idea and, and narrative of these people returning to the sea and that being the driving force of the movie is, is great, you know, it's, because, like, it's about Moana's identity. There's parts where it's about Maui's identity. And then it's about their people's identity as a whole. And, like, that is something that just resonates on every level. You know, it's, it's, it's very good storytelling. That you have, you know, so many different levels of the same theme playing out throughout the movie. It, it's, it's really well-crafted and well-done. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like that. There's, what else is there in this movie? Uh, you get, uh, so you get a, to see like baby Moana in the beginning and she looks like exactly like Bonnie from Toy Story. Like the character designs are so similar. Uh, but then, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. And then she grows up into Moana, as you know her, the 16-year-old Moana, and she looks so much better, you know, so much more distinctive, so much more uh, unique in that age, which was really good. I am really glad that she didn't. Now, hopefully, in the upcoming Toy Story movies, if they continue to follow Bonnie's plot line and Bonnie as a character, 
that they aren't uh she doesn't grow up to look like moana uh hopefully so i'll keep i'll try and remember and keep my eye on that when i when toy story 4 comes out toy story 4 what a it's crazy um Tamatoa. That is Jermaine Clement's character, Tamatoa. So the Tamatoa thing. So they have to find this like loot hoarder crab that find grabs all this shiny stuff and wears it on his shell. And like he has this song called Shiny. And it's all voiced and sung by Jermaine Clement. And he's taken his most pr- precious prize is Maui's fish hook, which is magical. And so they have to grab it in order to be able to get past the lava monster and return the heart of the sea to uh, where it needs to be. And you, you get, so like this character is like there for like the song and that's it. And it's, he, the character is really meta, you know, he, he references um, himself as like a Tescapod or whatever the tech, like, um genus term for crab is i think and like in the song and then he's like look it up you know <laughs> like it's really odd the way that that is phrased uh you know and he's like very self-referential um even in like the song itself because he says something along the lines of um get the hook or some or, or uh you know, and then, like, get it, he says, and then he's, like, sort of referring to the fish hook, but, like, you can also, based on the structure of the song, he's referring to the hook of the song. There's, like, a moment earlier where in the movie where uh, Maui says, you know, if you're going to break into song right now to Moana, like, I'm done. <laughs> and, like, they set it up, set up that scene as if, she were going to break into song and then she doesn't which is really cool the way that all and you know then the whole like you're wearing a dress you have an animal companion you're a disney princess that kind of thing like all those like lines are really good and really hit home insofar as like the disney princess sequence of movies it's really interesting the way that those come to fruition and i I just had a really great time with this movie and I'm so happy that they can they're continue to making to make such great animated films between this Zootopia and Kubo this year you know there's no shortage of fantastic animated films to go see and even the ones that I personally don't feel are as good as those three are still quite solid you know like finding dory is not great but it's good you know and the rest are like serviceable you know there's no i mean there are some garbage animated films this year but for the most part they're like secret life of pets trolls storks they're all mediocre to enjoyable and that's good and i'm really excited to go see sing i think sing is going to be another good movie 
Uh, we'll just have to see. I think I'm seeing it Saturday, but I'm not sure just yet. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, Moana. Um, that's that's the movie. I, I don't know what else I can say. You know, it has a short film that plays before it that is kind of just like Inside Out meets some I think uh, some one of the reviews I read said it's like inside out meets office space and that's pretty fair it's it's not anything special it's not paper man by any stretch it's definitely no piper I think piper's much much better the the short that plays before finding uh, Dory uh, but it, it was sweet it was fine it's not like it offended anything or anybody it just Maybe it offended, might offend off office workers, I guess. But it's, it's just a cute little short. Uh, and, like, the animation in it isn't even, like, anything special, I didn't think. It had somewhat of a... I don't know, like, it would be comparable to, like, the animation in The Incredibles, which is good and great, but it's not... But, like, that's, like, 12 years ago, I think, 2004 if I'm remembering correctly, like, that's so long ago, you know, there's so much better, you know, in Moana, you've got incredible animation between Moana's hair, the incredible sea landscapes, uh, all the boating uh, things, like the ropes, and the sails, and the wood, and then the islands themselves, like, they all look gorgeous, and breathtaking, and then you've got this little short film that's just not up to par. You know, it felt more like lava, which I was very disappointed in. Because, like, at least, you know, because between, because Piper and Feast and Paperman are great short films. They have, like, a message. They're incredibly animated. They kind of look at something that you are aware of but from a completely different angle or in a completely different style or and they advance the animation so much I thought and this just failed to do that so yeah that's kind of it um you know there's not much else I would highly recommend everyone go see this movie. Please go see this movie. I think it is likely the best movie in theaters right now. Except for Arrival. Yeah, I guess except for Arrival. And as a kid's movie, it is heads and shoulders above pretty much everything else this year. Except for Zootopia... And except for The Jungle Book, which it is, I think it's better than The Jungle Book, but not heads and shoulders better. It just, yeah, it, or like, I guess Kubo and the Two Strings. Ah, okay, I may have been a little presumptuous with my heads and shoulders comment. But it's a great short, or it's a great animated film, great Disney movie, great character, great songs, great singing, great message, and great movie. That is my review of Moana, and 
Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving if you are listening to this on the day it comes out. Otherwise, you know, happy belated Thanksgiving. Uh, listen, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where I will go into the statistics for Moana. And, you know, there aren't a, a lot, but, you know, considering how highly I'm rating this movie, I think it warrants taking a look at. And there's one or two beneath-the-surface actors in this movie that I didn't mention that will be affected by it. So thank you again. And you can find my contact information at circleoffilm.com. Email me at circleoffilm at gmail.com. And as always, have a week. So long, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.